Hi and welcome to Squaring the Circle, a podcast about how business owners in the creative industry balance the art and the business. Today, I'm delighted to say that my guest is voiceover artist Martin Wiskin. We have a great chat about drawing out creativity to build our business, why story is crucial to everything we do as creatives, numerous benefits of networking, and we discuss how Martin manages his incredible social media content. Also, stay tuned to the very end of the interview, where unfortunately, it gets a bit awkward. I'm your host, Benjamin Bowles from Benjamin Film and Photography, and welcome to Squaring the Circle. Let's kick off with the the question of balancing the art and the business. Um, Like most creative people, that is um, balancing those two things is is pretty difficult. What are the sort of things that you do to keep that in check? Okay, so to start with, it was very easy to balance, I think, because right at the beginning, I was getting hardly any work. But if there was like admin and, you know, invoices and all that sort of stuff, I had more than enough time to do it. Whereas as as time progressed, uh, the the work picked up um, and it became sort of a, I guess, a balancing act. Um, and it, I, I wanted really to concentrate on the craft and the, and the art because that's what I'm selling, you know. So I would, I don't want to say I got into bad habits, but I would I would tend to leave the admin stuff till either the weekend or or the evenings so that I could really concentrate during the day on the the meat the juice the good stuff um but but as time went on i started to realize that it's not going to be possible to always do everything for myself i'm i'm kind of i'm quite um what's the word possessive i think about about my my things and my stuff so it, it was quite hard for me to to get to the stage where i thought right i can't do all of this by myself um but as soon as I started to like farm bits out to different people to do for me, so like people sorting out my website and, and things like that, um, life became so much easier because I because I had this t- time back. Okay. Um, it, it gets it gets filled obviously, um, but yeah, I, I think that one of the most important things that's happened to me recently is realizing, or or, or telling myself that I can't and don't have to do it all myself. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, so you now in a spot where you're outsourcing more and more. Some stuff. I I still do quite a lot myself. Like I I do. um, So like the the design of business cards, for example, I will do that myself just because I quite enjoy doing that. So if I've got some downtime early in the morning or or perhaps in the evenings, I I will do that sort of thing. But certainly something like uh, SEO for my website. I was spending so many hours trying to get myself up the Google rankings, and it and it worked to a degree. But I got to a point where I I couldn't do any better, and it's not my career, so I don't really know enough about it. So that that was the 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 biggest thing that I probably got rid of, and that I would say that's probably saved me five hours a week. I think that's a huge thing, isn't it? And it's something that I'm absolutely terrible at in terms of speculating to accumulate um mm. spending hundreds of pounds sometimes is is difficult month on month depending on on how much work you you've got but it's mm. but the more i do it and the more i reach out the more i realize actually it's 
it's a great investment because as you say, you free up time to actually either get your portfolio um, sorted on your website or, or, you know, whatever those things that need to be done um, mm. that can make your business improve anyway. I think at the very start is really difficult, especially because cash flow is an issue as well. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, I think with me, it, it, it came at probably at the right time. So I'm making enough money to afford to be able to do it. And because of all the networking I've been doing and meeting different businesses and see how they all interact together, I realize that it's time to relinquish some of this to, was that the right word? Relinquish? I think that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say it again, relinquish some of these tasks uh, to people um, just because they know better. They're, they're experts in that field, not me. You know, I, I will do what I, what I do and they can do the other stuff for me. Um, and like I say, speculate to accumulate. You've got to invest in your business. And like I said, there, there comes a point where I think you realize that and you can afford it. And they, that's all, that has to marry up, obviously, because you can't do all that stuff right at the beginning because you haven't made any money yet. Your long and winding road, your long and winding creative road to um, being yeah. a voiceover artist is, is really fascinating. And what I love is the fact that you, on your um, blurb on your website, you've always, you've had a thread of storytelling essentially mm. um, and now you've put that um, those skills into your um, into your voiceover yeah so for the benefit of the the listeners do you want to give a quick kind of rundown of where you started um, and how you've got to where you are now yeah just go to my website and read it <laughs> <laughs> the creative thing I, I the first I started as I became creative. I, I was having a conversation the other day with someone about this. I think you've always got creativity in you. Um, it just needs to be drawn out somehow. And I was 18 when I first learned how to play guitar. And that was the first thing that I'd ever really enjoyed doing that was a creative process. I was never into art or anything or, you know, drama or anything like that at school where you was creating stuff. And I was terrible at like woodwork and all that rubbish. Um, so yeah, the, learning guitar, I think was, was like the kicker for me that, that opened my mind to always having this feeling of needing to create stuff. And of course, with that, it was music songs, which led on to writing lyrics and making these lyrics into like, I guess, really stories about stuff. So there's, there's kind of a thread in my, like my creative journey that it's all about storytelling no matter what you're creating because people can read into like a creation whether that's a song or a painting um, a play anything like that they can look read into that however they want to interpret it you know no matter how i i, I had intended it and um, which i i really enjoy um but from from playing guitar that led on to joining bands and bands need marketing. So my next things that I started learning was a bit of photography, not as good as you, of course. Thank you. Um, videography, not as good as you, of Thank course. You. Um, web design, um, doing posters and all that sort of stuff because bands need it. So I did it out of necessity, but they're all things that I came to really enjoy because again, it's like a creative process and telling stories in different ways. Like, you know, a photo, is capturing a moment in time and a photo tells a story but you can read into a, you know a portrait for example portrait picture an expression someone might say oh yeah they look 
They look hopeful in that picture, but someone else might see it as, oh, they look a bit worried about something. So that's something I really, I've said it already, but I really enjoy the fact that you can interpret things different ways. So from there, I, I kind of, I, I just had the this thing now just burning inside of me that I always needed to be producing something. And it was, all, you know, nine times out of 10, it was digital because I, like I said, I was rubbish at all that sort of stuff at school. So I started trying to write um, screenplays. I did a lot of joke writing, sketch writing and filming, all that sort of thing. Anyway, just to to make stuff. It's the, the, pro the process of putting something down on paper, planning it, forming it, filming it, editing it, whatever the process is. And then the, having that final product thinking, I made that. There's something so rewarding about it um and and i guess that's that's why i enjoy what i do so much because a lot of it is i i see the script being formed and then at the end it's my voice telling this this story from the script um has that covered everything in that bio on my website i think i think it more or less has pretty much line um, by line you obviously just brought it up yourself and just was, was... I, I didn't actually but that that would have been a better idea <laughs> <laughs> no that's really good is i think the the most important thing there is the well a couple of things when you when you started saying well we you, you were discussing creativity and the fact that i think a lot of people either class themselves as quote-unquote creative or not um and mm. i think a huge thing is working out that you can be creative in photography or videography and be a hopeless illustrator um, mm. and or, or vice versa. And so this the creative is a word that's so loose and it's such a gray area. But as mm. long as you're and then going back to the last point, you said, as long as you're creating stuff that you're you're, that you're enjoying and you're actually getting a huge amount of fulfillment and, um, and boosting your well-being through that, um, that's where the magic is, I think. So going back to voiceover you being mm. voiceover artist obviously you're creating stuff which um and you're running a business but in terms of mm. the, the creativity you're scratching that itch i suppose the question i'm going to ask is does it scratch enough of the creative itch you running a business and you creating your your um your voiceover work i think yeah well i'm, I'm gonna say i know yes that it does because Actually, I'm going to rethink that because I, I always wish that I've got more time to like create videos and things like that to other other forms. But there, there's nothing else that I've ever done that has allowed me to be creative and get paid for it. Um, nothing that I, you know, I, like I said, I've done photography and videography a, a bit, um, but never to a level where I was confident enough to say, buy my photos and that sort of thing. Um, so every day now I'm managing to scratch the creative itch. And what I've noticed is that less and less I'm doing things like photography, like playing my guitar, because I, I guess I don't need to anymore because I've, I've got this great outlet every single day, mm. even if it's just the editing side of something. Like one day I'm doing the voice, then I might leave the editing till the following morning every day I'm in the creative process, which is brilliant. Whereas before being in bands and that sort of thing, it's very much part-time, a couple of evenings a week at the weekend, you know, doing it when you can, 
during the day there was nothing creative it was just you know looking at databases yeah yeah not the most most creative thing yeah so i i definitely am scratching the itch and i and i because of what i do i so when i'm doing my like uh, social media marketing that sort of stuff i create videos with voiceover on it I'm, i'm able to scratch scratch it even more with you know using like the video stuff that i learned in the past um but i think i'm just greedy so i'd love to be able to do lots more of the fun video side of it um just because it's i like being silly that was going to be my uh, the next part of the interview actually talking about mm. your marketing um mm. and your social media presence as well because anybody who's listened to this that doesn't follow uh, martin on well a lot of the content i follow is on linkedin um anybody who has a passing interest in voiceover work but also just the sheer volume and create will go back to the word again creativity on your um on your channel is absolutely incredible and i and i find Thank it fascinating uh, which is going to lead into the next question well two questions actually but i find it fascinating how you can be so consistent and so prolific with it i suppose so how do you do that do you schedule are you very very strict with your post do you um you know produce it in volume and then stagger the content or do you just think right you know i'm going to sit down for an hour two hours and see what comes out um i'd be really fascinated to know how how your workflow works actually in terms of your social media marketing i've tried the 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 planning it many times i used to plan it on a sunday ready for the week ahead i wouldn't create it but i knew what was needed to be done every day um and it kind of worked but i I found that keeping up the the consistency because i was i think to start with i was posting every day on there and i I know i talk for a living but there's only so much i can say (laughs) about about what i what i do i guess so I, I needed to start thinking of other ways to to make it known what I do. Um, but recently I've, I've tried like a four week plan on, on for like LinkedIn. And I think I put most of the stuff on like Google My Business and my Facebook page as well. But I found it, yeah, so I did a four week plan, but I found it really, it was too rigid for me. So I planned four weeks of posts but because it was such an extensive list, I found myself thinking, right, I need to find something for that day. So I was literally just looking for, you know, related content and trying to put a spin on it. And I found it too, too rigid doing it that way. So I've cut, I, I cancelled that like at the beginning of the third week because it just felt too false, I think, and going against like how I'm normally creative. But everyone says, make a plan, make a social media plan. And I did, and it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've gone back now to just waiting for inspiration to hit. So my mind is now clear and open to, to ideas again. And in the past few days, I haven't actually posted that much this week, um, but the past few days I've just had sparks coming because I'm not worried about, right, what should I be posting? Are people going to like that? So now I've had like three or four ideas for new videos to put on. Um, because I'm not consciously thinking, I've got to do a post. I've got to do a post because I, I find that too restricting. 
Interesting. So you're not forcing it; you're just allowing it, essentially. Which, yeah, and it doesn't. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't always come. So it can get. It can get worrying, and then you get into the 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 mindset of that. That's what starts to tip you back into the. I've got to come up with something. I've got to come up with something because if you know if that inspiration doesn't doesn't come by itself for a few days, you can soon start to to get back into the other mode of right. I need to plan something, and I just I just prefer not to work that way because, like I said, it's too it's can't force a lot of stuff. You said you're allowing yourself these ideas, and that's when the best ideas come. And then, but then if nothing comes you you're panicking because you think oh what you know you you hear about writer's block all the time don't you Mm, and then the more you overthink it actually the worse it gets so um Mm. so yeah and 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 i suppose that comes back to something that we all go through in terms of mindset and and sort of mental health and riding out those waves of brilliant days and and days where you know for whatever reason it's not just it's just not happening um so it's it's finding I suppose what you're saying, tell me if I'm wrong, is it everybody who's in business, they've got to find their own way. Some people, it's going to be the Sunday evening plan ahead, six weeks ahead, and then just schedule. And then, and then you can focus on something else. Yep. Other people would be do what you do. Um, and, and, you know, have it in the back of your back of your head, you know, whirring away. And, and once inspiration hits, then you work on it. Yeah, absolutely. Don't, don't think that there's a hard and fast rule because not everything works for everyone. Um, and that goes, it goes for anything, you know, Mm. everyone is, everyone is different. So how they, how they process thoughts and information, uh, it is going to be different as well. And there's no harm in trying things. And if they don't work, just try something else until you find that sweet spot. Absolutely. Talking about sweet spots, it's not that kind of podcast, but, um, damn it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah you didn't know what you signed up to did you yeah. we talked about social media but i think what's what would be really and obviously social media marketing you do a lot of marketing through that through your content mm. but i think what would be really interesting for me and hopefully the people listening is getting your perspective on marketing um as mm-hmm. a um as a one person band as a, a one-man band what has worked what hasn't worked um and if you were giving advice i suppose um and i know one size doesn't feel but if you were giving advice to people in your spot um where yep. would be the first um where where would you lead them to in terms of marketing um your your small business um i wish i'd i was gonna say i wish i'd started networking sooner okay but i there was no point in me doing it straight away because when i when i first started voiceover i'd never done it before you know, so I, I wasn't, I was training as a voiceover artist, but I wasn't selling myself as a voiceover artist. But I think when you're ready to go networking, I think not, not solely because you, you might get business from it, but just because knowing people helps. Um, it will help, obviously, for sales and referrals, that sort of thing. But it's so important to have contact with other people who have been there and done it, no matter what business they're in you can just glean advice from anyone that you need. And it's like a a huge support thing. Um, And to start with, I was very much alone. Um, And looking back, it makes me quite sad. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I I think networking is really important. Um, The other thing 
uh, is consistency with that. That goes for networking and like social media posting and that sort of stuff, because it's no good just turning up once to a networking event and thinking, yeah, great. They're going to buy from me in whenever, you know, next week or in a couple of months because they don't know you. So you've got to keep turning up, build relationships with these people. And the same for uh, posting online. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. People need to, you need to stay in people's minds. You're sowing the seeds um, and then you're watering the seeds. Uh, I don't know why these farming references are coming out now, um, but it's all about building the foundations. And you're, in my mind, I'm always building the foundations because as long as you're always doing that, then you've got stuff to build them. Of course, it does depend on who your customer is. Um, if you are, if you've got a big mm. business and you're going after companies that don't necessarily go to networking groups, well, it probably will be a waste of time, and you can pump that money and, and investment maybe into social media or, or something like that or other marketing uh, funnels. But yeah, I think if you're a, a self-employed person, especially in the creative industry, I think networking um, is completely vital. But the really I think the most fascinating part of what you just said is start networking sooner. However, if you did it at the very start, you possibly would have been not breaking relationships, but you hadn't, you, you know, you hadn't had that experience. So you wouldn't have been seen as legit, which means that potentially Absolutely. you could have um, wasted six months to a year. Whereas I presume when you came to networking, you knew what you were about. You knew who you were targeting and you were, there was a lot more clarity there. So I think that's the key point is work out what, you know, work out where your business is going, maybe working out um, what you need to do to serve those customers. And then um, if networking is, is going to work, that's probably going to be the time to sign up. I think there's two really huge benefits of the online networking. So I think it's been a really great leveler. So when I used to do face-to-face -face networking, I was quite early on in business. I was ready, but I'd never done like networking before. So I, I didn't really know what to expect or how, or how to sort of behave. Um, and walking into a room full of high powered or the perception was high powered business people all wearing in suits, talking about business. It, it can be quite intimidating, but as soon as it moved online, everyone was sat there in their hoodies, in their pajamas, you know, their kids running around in the background. It made people realize that all of these businesses, they're run by real people with real lives. And I think it, it really sort of leveled the playing field. And, and the other side of it that I think has been great is because of that, people who maybe were intimidated walking into the rooms at face-to-face -face networking events have been able to come out of their shells more online because they're so much more relaxed and everyone is just you know, much more human, I think, this way. It's helped introverts, is what I'm saying. I'm just aware of the time, Martin. I know how busy you are. I know, you're, uh, I know your schedule is, is probably packed on a Friday morning. Um, I can spare 15 or 16 more minutes. That's okay, we'll find. We're on our final three, the big three. Cool. Um, so we can, we can keep this nice and short and sharp, um, and then we'll, we'll sign off. But so, the, the, yeah, the, the next question really is um, it's a bit of a, a woolly one, but I'd be really interested to hear what you think um, and how you define success um, and, and what it looks like for you, or potentially your family and, uh, and, and your business. OK, I think to start with, 
my my definition of success was very much I think this probably came from my history of being in bands and at that time my definition of definition of success would have been things like um having a song on the radio or playing at a, a, a certain um you know venue or those sorts of things or supporting a, a bigger band um or actually making money from it would have been amazing um but but now well when i first started voiceover my first thoughts of success was like right gotta get something on the telly that's that's it that's the pinnacle of voiceover mm. but i i've kind of now realized that success to me can mean really whatever you want so whatever your goal, goals you set that can be your success so my goal is just to have a a, a happy life where you know I, i'm supporting my family and me with what i do which which i am um, and then i will set myself new goals for new successes every year so different clients that i might want to work with so i, I had a, a a goal at the beginning of this month to do a job for the nhs and i on a ma- somehow managed to get that and i'm not going to say uh, somehow is that is that because that makes it sound like i'm not good at what i do and i'm brilliant uh, <laughs> what what i mean there is it, it, it came about so randomly uh, it was an un- I, I you know i didn't specifically go to the nhs and try and sell myself someone came to me with jobs i've got a video for the nhs do you want to do it so it worked out really well but i i saw that as a success because it was a, a goal that i wanted and i ticked it off and it was job done um so i see success i think as lots of different things lots of bits and pieces that you can put together just to make yourself happy um targets as well that's an interesting one isn't it because once mm. it's so important to have a target and then once hopefully you reach that and then then you move on and then and then what's the next one what's the next one to yeah. stop you getting stale so that's really good excellent okay thank you for that um and for your chosen profession then martin yep. what is a book or we can widen it out to a book or resource really that has had the biggest impact on you so i have a book in my hands and I th- i'm sure i've spoken to you about it before um and it's not it's not specific to my profession so it's something that anyone can do but it did it did really help me in terms of uh focus and prioritizing and all that sort of stuff and it's called eat that frog um and it's basically a a metaphor for challenging the most important tasks and the biggest most I, i guess what you would tasks that you would normally put off because you think oh that's going to be really hard and difficult do those ones first makes the rest of the day so much easier i think my mindset before was like right i've got these 15 jobs to do today or 15 tasks um if i blitz through all the small ones first then i'll I'll get loads done but then if you do that 10 of them might be really small things that you could do in a couple of hours but then you're still left with the, the the big tasks and you haven't started them yet so the best thing to do is pick the one that's gonna be most beneficial might take the longest but just start it and work on it until you're done and then once you've done that you want to free roll for the rest of the day aren't you so that's a yeah, good, yeah exactly. i'm going to i'm going to check that one out um also if anybody's interested in that book i will add to i'll add a link to the show notes um uh, do you, you want to uh, tell all the listeners where people can find you on the socials yeah, so I think, uh, well, my website to start with is uh, martinwiskin.co.uk. And on the socials, I think it's linkedin.com. And then just search for Martin Wiskin. I think I, I'm the only Martin Wiskin. One and only. Yeah. And I, I have got a Facebook page, but it's just duplicating content 
when I remember from the LinkedIn page. So LinkedIn is preferable. So LinkedIn and your website. And of course, as all podcasts do, these will be in the show notes too. Excellent. Brilliant. Brilliant. All right. That's, that's the housekeeping done. Last question. So if, if you've got Joe blogs um, and they come to you, Martin, and say, oh, I just, I just, all I want to do in life is I want to be a voiceover artist. What is the one piece of advice that you give me right now? Don't pigeonhole yourself too soon, I think. Um, when I first started, I touched on it just now about uh, a goal of like big, having a, a, an ad on the TV would be like seen as success sort of thing. And I was very focused on just aiming for commercial work, like TV and radio. And that was my, that was my thing. But I realized much later on that I, I should have just been more open to other genres. There's so much other voiceover work out there. I think I made it harder for myself by just concentrating on one area to start with. Um, yeah, I should have been more, more open, open-minded. Interesting. And, okay. and, and, and then, and then um, yep. you know, there's no harm in niching later on. Lots of businesses do it. Because that's, and I know, and we will wrap up, but I think that's a, a really interesting point that you just said about generalizing, being a bit more of a generalist just to see, um, what, what you do want to do and what you don't want to do. And then you can niche after because the exactly so, so many people when I was first starting out saying, you know, become a specialist in a certain field, you know, be, be the person that people come to in that field. And it never really sat right to me. And the way my business is now is very much um, a sort of a generalist to a certain extent, but I, I quite like that in a way, because it means that if people do come to you, if you're known as, you know, an idiot with a camera, if you're in my industry, yeah. they can be quite confident that you can do a good job for them. So I think there's arguments on both sides, actually. You know, if you're, you want to be a master of one part of your craft, great. But if also don't shy away, like you said, about being more of a generalist um, and being sort of a jack of all trades, really. Yeah, I, I think there was something that, that occurred to me it was like don't don't pigeonhole yourself too soon because you don't know what you you might end up excelling at so i i thought right commercial work that's that's what i want to do sounds awesome sounds a lot of fun and i i had a like a preconception of what i didn't want to do because it, in my head they were much more boring than commercials so and that was telephone work like on hold messages and answer messages that sort of thing and e-learning um, and, and now a lot of what I do is telephone work and e-learning and I really enjoy it. Um, but at the beginning, you know, I'd never done it and just had an idea that, that was completely wrong about it. Um, so I think that's the other side of it. Don't not to pigeonhole yourself because you don't know what everything else is like yet. Thank you uh, for spending your time on a Friday morning. Appreciate it. I know you've got to go. Um, no but, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah, no, we've had a really good job. And hopefully some people, have, the whole point of these podcasts of people that are in our, uh, yeah, in our industry, they're creative, I don't want to say creative people, but in the creative field. Um, mm. And uh, if they can take a, a couple of takeaways from the chat that we've had, that's going to be really beneficial for them. Can I ask one question before, before we go? Can you ask one question? Yeah, go, go yeah. ahead. Am I the first person you interviewed? No. Oh, man. It's a bad ending. I love it. <laughs> we'll cut there. Um, yeah, that is absolutely how we're going to end that podcast. That's perfect. 
it wouldn't be a podcast if I didn't give you a call to action. So it would be amazing if you could subscribe and also spread the word. All social media links and details of the podcast are in the show notes. Have a nice one and I'll see you next time for another episode of Squaring the Circle. Thank you.